she did that, um, I saw so quickly what a natural and beautiful and faithful leader that she was. And the next two years, she served as an SGC. Uh, and then I convinced her to come back and um, join me in working um, with the small group coordinators and with the small group leaders on this campus. And she has been here for the last three years, pouring into that team of people and touching the lives of many on campus because of her faithful work. She brings so much fun and she's super creative and has really thoughtful ideas and she has become my dear friend and partner. And um, I'm so excited that she has been accepted to Princeton Theological Seminary and <laughs> going to be one more Whitworth pirate to hit that campus. And um, we are so proud to send her and uh, for a young woman to stand up and preach this morning is also a great, uh, beautiful accomplishment. And <laughs> Something that we uh, truly invest in and love to have here. So would you all um, join me in praying as we prepare this morning? Lord God, we um, thank you for this place um, that we have all been touched by Whitworth in ways that we can grow and be shaped into the adults that you are calling us to. Um, thank you for uh, the work you've done in and through Allison's life and through so many of us that have come through this place because of the an amount of thoughtful professors and staff that walk with so many students um, that encourage us along the way to go after our calling, but also to go after you. So we just thank you for that this morning. We ask that you open our hearts and open our ears as um, this young woman brings the word for all of us to hear to this day. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks, Mindy. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> I want to start this morning with a question for you guys to reflect on. Who is someone in your life that shows confidence in God? Who's your faith role model? What does that look like? For me, the person I think of is my grandmother. I live far away from my grandparents, and I only got to see them once or twice a year, but my grandma was constantly writing me and my sister's letters. Um, and in these letters, she was sharing God's truth with us, and she was speaking about how she prayed for us, and she was teaching us about the joy that, that we can experience if we have a confident faith in Jesus Christ. And it's partially because of her that faith is an integral part of my life today. And before I knew the power of God's story, she was confident for me. Our faith is a journey. And as much as I would like to think that I'm going to reach a point someday where I know everything perfectly, I know that that's only wishful thinking. And this semester, we've got to walk through Peter's journey. We've seen him go from fisherman to an overeager, misunderstanding disciple. Um, we've seen him deny Jesus and be welcomed back in. And now, as we read in Acts, we see that he's still got some stuff to figure out, but it feels like he's reached a point where he finally gets it. And he has confidence in God. He exudes this for us. Our passage today is in the context of a growing church, and this is making the authority of the day pretty upset. Um, they see that as people are moving to faith in Christ, that this is really upsetting their society. 
So read with me as I share Acts 12, 1 through 19. That's when Herod got it into his head to go after some of the church members. He murdered James, John's brother. When he saw how much it raised his popularity ratings with the Jews, he arrested Peter. All this during Passover week, mind you. And had him thrown in jail, putting four squads of four soldiers each to guard him. He was planning a public lynching after Passover. All the time that Peter was under heavy guard in the jailhouse, the church prayed for him most strenuously. Then the time came for Herod to bring him out for the kill. That night, even though shackled to two soldiers, one on either side, Peter slept like a baby. And there were guards at the door keeping their eyes on the place. Herod was taking no chances. Suddenly, there was an angel at Peter's side and light flooding the room. The angel took Peter and got him up, saying, hurry. The handcuffs fell off his wrists. The angel said, get dressed, put on your shoes. Peter did it. Then, grab your coat and let's get out of here. Peter followed him, but didn't believe it was really an angel. He thought he was dreaming. Past the first guard and then the second, they came to the iron gate that led into the city. It swung open before them on its own, and they were out on the street, free as a breeze. At the first intersection, the angel left him, going his own way. That's when Peter realized it was no dream. I can't believe it. This really happened. The master sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's vicious little production and the spectacle the Jewish mob was looking forward to. Still shaking his head, amazed, he went to Mary's house, the Mary who was John Mark's mother. The house was packed with praying friends. When he knocked on the door to the courtyard, a young woman named Rhoda came up to see who it was. But she recognized his voice, Peter's voice. She was so excited and eager to tell everyone Peter was there that she forgot to open the door and left him standing in the street. <laughs> but they wouldn't believe her, dismissing her, dismissing her report. You're crazy, they said. She stuck by her story, insisting. They still wouldn't believe her and said, it must be his angel. All this time, poor Peter was standing out in the street, knocking away. Finally, they opened up and saw him and went wild. Peter put his hands up and calmed them down. He described how the master had gotten him out of jail, then said, tell James and the brothers what's happened. He left them and went off to another place. At daybreak, the jail was in an uproar. Where is Peter? What's happened to Peter? When Herod sent for him and they could neither produce him nor explain why not, he ordered their execution. Off with their heads. Fed up with Judea and the Jews, he went for a vacation to Caesarea. What does it mean to be confident in God? For Peter, it means absolute peace. Let's take a moment to contrast Herod and Peter. Herod shows us the crippling nature of fear. His arrest of Peter is dramatic. We see that in the way that he plays with the timing of everything, making sure that he gains the Jews' support, waiting until after Passover. We see that in the excessive number of guards he puts around Peter to keep, make sure he stays put. And we see this in his dramatic reaction after he's found out that Peter has miraculously escaped. Herod feels threatened, and he acts out in violence. He tries to cause a stir, make a scene, so that he can bring down the early Christian church. All the while, Peter remains calm. <laughs> so calm, in fact, that he is asleep. I don't know about you guys, <laughs> But I know that if I have a big test in the morning or I think about my to-do list too much, that keeps me up at night. So I know for sure if I was supposed to die the next morning, I would probably be wide awake. 
But Peter experiences complete peace through God. As college students, our natural state is anxiety. In a survey of Whitworth students, your peers taken in 2014, 90% of students reported that they felt overwhelmed by all they had to do. 52% of students reported feeling overwhelming anxiety in the past 12 months. We're taught from a young age to be independent, to achieve, to make something of ourselves. Plus, you have to have a social life and be cool. Oh, and make sure you volunteer, do some service work. Don't forget to call your parents. Oh, you have 16 quizzes next week, three papers due. Oh, and you think you forgot to brush your teeth this morning and your crush sat next to you. We are surrounded by things that cause us stress, anxiety, fear, loneliness, anger, every type of extreme emotion. Many of us have developed unhealthy coping mechanisms to distract ourselves. Netflix, Pinterest, anything on our phones. However, though this denial might allow us to breathe for a moment, it only postpones the anxiety that's building up around us. What does it mean to experience peace? The peace Peter experiences outside of this temporary peace that we often seek. Peace is Peter sleeping like a baby, tied up between two guards when he's supposed to be put to death the next morning. He didn't know that there was a master escape plan. He was surprised when he found out that an angel had helped him walk right out of prison. But despite this, he had confidence, and that confidence brought him peace. Peter walked alongside Jesus. Throughout his ministry, he built a relationship with Jesus. He witnessed Jesus' death, and he witnessed his resurrection. Why does Peter have confidence? Because life has conquered death. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 says this. Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who is in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in this time of need. Why can we be confident in God? Because of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Fully God, fully human, Jesus shares in our experience and he rescues us from the grave. I don't want you guys to hear this and have me and be thinking, well, shoot, I'm not confident all day every day, so I'm a bad Christian. This is my seventh year at Whitworth. This is my fifth year working in campus ministry. I am about to finish my last course in my MA program, Keith Willing. And... <laughs> My faith is weak. I still rely on my grandma, on my role models, on my peers, on my professors, and on guys like Peter to remind me that God is worthy of my confidence. That way back when Jesus Christ was born into this world and he died and he rose again. I want to look at the second half of this passage, focusing on Rhoda, this servant girl who is witnessing this community in earnest prayer. It's a comical scene. We all laughed when we see her leave Peter at the door, knocking. But she leaves Peter knocking because she is overwhelmingly excited. She's so excited that Peter has returned to them. 
And we see that the community's reaction is quite different. Even though they are praying, it seems as though they don't actually believe that Peter will return to them as anything but a ghost. I believe that they've become disillusioned. They are suffering the loss of their friend James. I'm sure that they were earnestly praying for him as well. Maybe they're worried that they're going to be the next, or one of their friends is going to be the next one. Though they pray and they've lost hope, they've lost confidence, it doesn't mean that God doesn't rescue Peter. Despite this, he is freed. And it's the, true, the same is true for us. Despite our unbelief, despite our lack of confidence, God's power, God's story is true. But I don't think that this is the point. What joy did Rhoda experience in her confidence that God was going to save Peter and bring him back to them? We can be confident in God because through Jesus Christ we have been shown mercy and we have gained an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. It is this that gives Peter absolute hope, absolute peace, and Rhoda great hope. They are both surrounded by chaos, but they understand that our God is bigger and that Christ has mastered death. I don't know where you are in your personal faith journey, but I want you to know that God is worthy and capable of our trust and that God wants you to experience his peace and his hope.